gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience. I'm your host, Jake Botel. Privileged to be joined by you guys for another episode. Trying to get this one in as a quick hitter, maybe 20, 25 minutes. See how we go. See how long I waffle on. If you haven't listened in already to the episodes we've had out this week on Monday, there was the NFC North division preview with myself and Minnesota Jack just a day ago. Great episode sitting down talking with John Vogel of NFL Draft Blitz, a man with all sorts of knowledge and insights into 2022's college football season and specifically players you should be looking at uh, who you can expect to see in the 2023 draft. So make sure you go back and have a listen to those. Tomorrow, got another episode coming out which is a fantasy football special with Jeremy Popolars. Uh, so that will be great. He's of FTN Fantasy. So make sure you have a listen to that. But today, you've just got me flying solo, freestyling uh, on a topic that came to mind after watching the New York Jets and Philadelphia Eagles preseason game and then the Eagles and the Browns. And watching Gardner Minshew strut his stuff on the preseason stage, not a player we got to see a lot of last year outside of, I think, one appearance uh, for the Eagles last season. Maybe he had two, maybe it was a game and a half. But this led me to think uh, of the frustration, I guess, that a player like Gardner Minshew is buried on a depth chart. Not buried. I mean, he is literally the number two in Philly and he will step in. Um, I think it's massive props to the Eagles that they have such a solid quarterback room. Like, in terms of the one-two, and then you've got guys like Carson Strong, who they drafted this year, and Reed Sinnott actually even looked all right as well. I feel like the Eagles do an underrated job of stacking quarterback talent on their roster. Even when you had Wentz there in prime form in 2017, they were able to go on and win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. You know, and they've got Jalen Hurts behind Wentz for that one season. And, and, and then you get, um, you know, once you've got Jalen Hurts and Wentz is out of there, they go and acquire Gardner Minshew for a sixth round pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, a lot of people might be thinking, oh, Gardner Minshew, you know, has he, has he really done that much to be worthy of this praise? But one, go and watch some of his games. Um, he played on some really bad Jaguars teams the first couple of uh, seasons of his career. He was drafted in 2019. He wasn't meant to start that season. Nick Foles, speaking of Nick Foles, he was meant to be the starter for Jacksonville. Got injured early. Minshew took over. Minshew mania took over. Now, Minshew's had 27 career starts uh, since 2019. He's thrown 857 passes. He's completed 542 of them. That's 63.2% of his passes for a tick under 6,000 yards, 7 yards per attempt, 41 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. And watching Minshew, 
you know, for me, he's such an accurate player. Like that's something he possesses. For me, that a you know, even some starters in the NFL don't is a natural ability to put the ball where the receiver wants it. Now it doesn't have the 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 strongest arm in terms of you know he doesn't have that Josh Allen type cannon. He doesn't have you know Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray elusiveness. But this dude is a really proficient distributor of the ball for mine. He runs an offense really well. What I loved about his preseason game against the Browns was he didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't throw an interception. Uh, I think he went 14 of 17. Uh, and he just operated the offense really well. And it led me to thinking there are other quarterbacks who are going to be starting, earning starters money you know, and earning starters reps this year who are inferior to Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew starting at several other teams this year would improve the depth of starting quarterback talent in the league. And I think it's a shame um, that we don't get to see him because he's a fun player to watch and he's a fun personality. So this episode, the Minshewian candidates, is just taking a look at some teams that I think could be instantly better if they had Gardner Minshew as their starter. Now, some of them, I admit, I've had some good discussion with people online on the football world. Um, you know, I, I admit that some of these landing spots for Minshew as a starter aren't ideal from the perspective of where the team's mindset is at. As a, for instance, we'll look at Gardner Minshew versus Daniel Jones, but I understand why the Giants are sticking with Daniel Jones this season to see if Brian Dayball can unlock him. But I, I guess what I'm presenting in tandem with looking at the context of the situation is saying, you know, would this team, based on what we've seen so far throughout all these players' career, be better with Minshew as their starter in 2022? I think the Giants absolutely would be. I think the Cleveland Browns, if you're looking at Jacoby Brissett being your starter, the, the Browns would be in a better spot with Minshew as their starter. The Giants, I think the New Orleans Saints would be in a better position. Now, that's with everything we know up until now. I think the Saints is borderline um, for me, but I just personally like the way Minshew would fit in that offense. I mean, they're going to be rolling with the same offensive coordinator who's been their OC since 2009. So I don't feel like we're straying too far from the Sean Payton model. And I feel like Minshew would fit that really well. You know, James Winston sort of had to be molded into that type of player. I think Minshew would actually be a great starter for the Saints. But again, I, I sort of get why. But we'll have a look at his numbers compared to Winston. The Washington Commanders, I think, would be improved. I even think the Carolina Panthers, potentially. I, I know Baker Mayfield has that potential upside. But, you know, I do think, based on just what we've seen thus far, Minshew, he hasn't really had a down year. You know, even in his 27 starts, he's thrown 41 touchdowns, 12 picks. He does not turn the ball over. He's not going to screw a game up for you. And he can, you know, really effectively run an offense. And he's a likable kind of personality, which I personally think is sort of a big deal. Um, for some of these franchises. 
It also invites an interesting conversation, I would guess, too, about the amount of chances you will earn if you're drafted in the first round. You know, put those numbers, put... I think a team, say, like the Jags, they'd be thrilled if after 27 starts, Trevor Lawrence has thrown 41 touchdowns and 12 picks. I think they'd be over the moon if that's how Trevor Lawrence's first 27 starts of his career go. But this is the thing. Minshew was drafted in the sixth round. He doesn't have that credit in the bank because he's a low-round draft pick. And so you're sort of consigned to being, you know, a low-end starter at absolute best. Whereas other players who are drafted early get chance after chance after chance after chance. So let's have a look then at some of these comparisons. So let's go first off um, by keeping in context too, I would say, you know, Minshew's career, I'll go over it for you again. 27 games, 63.2% completed of his 857 attempts, almost 6,000 yards, 7 yards per attempt, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Now, the majority of those numbers were compiled with DJ Chark, who saw 211 targets in those seasons at Jacksonville, Chris Conley, and Keelan Cole. So not only is Minshew putting up pretty decent numbers, uh, you know, just if you look at them on their own, but then you add in the context of some of the offenses he was playing in, you know, they're very comparable, if not flat out better per game than a number of starters on other teams. Uh, going into this season. So let's start with looking at Daniel Jones um, in comparison to Gardner Minshew. So they're very much in the same ballpark in terms of completion percentage, 63.2% for Minshew, 62.8% for Daniel Jones. So around that 63%. Jones has played 37 games. Um, so, you know, he has thrown more yards total and that sort of thing. But consider this. He's played 10 extra games on Minshew. He's thrown less yards per attempt, 6.6. He's thrown just four more touchdowns in those 10 extra games. And he's thrown 29 interceptions. So he's played 10 more games than Minshew. But in those 10 extra games, he's actually thrown 17 more picks and just four more touchdowns. If you look at that per game, so if we're just looking game by game average for Jones and Minshew, again, they complete a similar amount of passes, a very similar amount of yards. They're basically exactly the same. They each throw for about 221 yards a game. We went over the yards per attempt. Minshew throws one and a half touchdowns per game. Daniel Jones, 1.2. Minshew, 0.4 interceptions per game. So. He's throwing one interception maybe every three games on average. Daniel Jones is at 0.8, so he's throwing one every two games. And you're getting a few less touchdowns as well per game. I really do think that Gardner Minshew, if you look even you know, at Pro Football Reference, which is an amazing website, they're... Bad throw percent 
is about the same. They both hover around that 18% bad throw mark in 2019 and 2020. Uh, 2021 is a little misleading, I guess, because Minshew only played the one game and he threw just 12.5% of his throws were bad. Um, but the on-target percentage, Minshew is, you know, slightly better, per, you know, at throwing on target than Daniel Jones is. As I said earlier, I get why the Giants are sticking with Daniel Jones for one more year because they invested, you know, uh, first round draft talent into him, taking number six overall. Um, and they want to see if Brian Dayball can unlock something in him. But based on what we know, I think if you went in this year with Gardner Minshew as your starter at the Giants, I think you would be a better team based on known factors. This isn't saying none of this, you know, the research we do, it doesn't, like, I'm not saying that they can't have a breakout year. Daniel Jones could have a breakout year, and then this adjusts our evaluation of the situation. But based on what I know and think right now, I think Minshew would make that Giants team better. Let's have a look at Jameis Winston. Okay, now this is an interesting one. And it's kind of fun to look at, um, you know, what the the contract numbers are as well, like playing numbers and contract numbers, because I think, um, you know, it, it's it's interesting, as I said, to look at the first round draft talent versus the sixth round draft talent. Gardner Minshew has currently earned two point two million dollars career earnings uh, since twenty nineteen. That is on overthecap.com. Jameis Winston has 66.9 million career earnings. Now he's been playing since 2015, so he's, you know, played a lot more, uh, you know, a larger amount of games and seasons and that sort of thing. But you even look at this year. You know, the Saints uh, have a 15.2 million dollars cash paid to Jameis Winston this year. His cap number is only listed at $4 million, but that's rising next year. It'll be a $15.6 million cap hit, $12.8 million in cash paid. So look, they've got him on a favorable deal this year, but it's funny when you look, if you, th if you feel about Gardner Minshew, as I do, that he's a really valuable asset, it makes the, what the Eagles are paying him you know, that much more impressive from their point of view, like the, the, the position they've managed to work. They're only paying him $2.5 million this year. You know, and they've probably got the best backup situation in the league. If Jalen Hurts goes down, I, I really do think that they can win games with Gardner Minshew. If you can win games with Nick Foles, I think you can win games with Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, I think, is a better quarterback than Nick, Flo Nick Foles. I think he's more consistent. And I really would encourage you, go and look on Pro Football Reference and go and look at Gardner Minshew's game logs. Like, he is very rarely destroying your team's chance of winning. Now, is he a playmaking quarterback, you know, like a Big Ben or Josh Allen and that sort of thing who's going to be able to, you know, roll around and make incredible plays? No, not necessarily. But I think there's a few teams out there that don't need that. I even look at someone like the San Francisco 49ers. I think Gardner Minshew is what everyone thinks that Jimmy G is, a reliable game manager. 
So let's have a look. And as I said, I understand this situation for the Saints. As much as I think that the Saints right now, based on everything we know, would be a better team going into 2022 with Gardner Minshew as their starter. I understand it. They still believe in this first round upside. They think there's this stuff in Jameis Winston that they can unlock. Whatever. That's their evaluation to make. And I will admit, he did make progress last season. But I think some of it was a bit overblown. Like his best game was undoubtedly that first game against the Packers um, of the season. You know, we're thinking through four touchdowns, no interceptions or something, and looked really, really good. But yeah, I don't know. If we went back and watched the, the rest of his play, I suppose what they're thinking is. And what I would agree with, he probably has a higher upside if you can unlock it. So I'll accept that. But it's still interesting to look at their numbers. So Jameis Winston's a hard one to compare because he's played 83 games versus Minshew's 27. So I'm more interested at looking at their per-game stats. So if you broke them down to a game-by-game average player. So... Minshew has completed 63.2% of his passes per game. This is, this is what his stat line would sort of look like. About 20 of 31 completed for 63.2% with 221 yards, 7 yards per attempt, 1.5 touchdowns, 0.4 interceptions. Winston would be 20 of 33 completed for 61.2%, 252.8 yards, 7.7 yards per attempt. So he's a little more explosive. I'll give you that. More yards, more yards per attempt. 1.6 touchdowns per game. So very comparable touchdown rate per game to Gardner Minshew. Difference is 0.4 interceptions per game for Gardner Minshew. 1.1 interceptions per game for Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston is throwing three interceptions every three games. Gardner Minshew is throwing one. And the touchdown production per game is, there's barely a difference. 1.6 for Winston, 1.5 for Minshew. And this is, again, why, for me, I don't get why more teams didn't look at Minshew as a potential starter. You know, some you could go, oh, he's only thrown sort of 25 touchdowns, 12 picks. You know, it's sort of two for one. It, it's almost four to one across his career. I, I don't understand. I really don't. But anyway, um, let's have a look. So as I said, I get where, where New Orleans is at. I get where the New York Giants are at. As the Saints, you're thinking... Well, Winston's got this really high level first round, you know, Florida State days ceiling if you can unlock it. I mean, you're getting close to 100 games of tape. So I don't know. At a certain point, and and I guess that's that extra, you know, opportunity you have when you're picked in the first round. Teams don't chuck you on the scrap heap. They keep on keeping on trying to unlock that potential in you. I get where the Giants are at with Daniel Jones. They probably think, well, if he's great, then good. We've, we can, you know, sign him up next year to a new deal, roll forward with our QB because he was everything we thought he was when we drafted him. And if he's not any good, well, they're probably going to be picking Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever they wanted out of next year's draft. So I get it. 
The Seattle Seahawks, to me, um, don't buy any of that shit that they'll try and sell you, that they think they can win a lot of games with Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Now, maybe, you know, some crazy chaos will happen and they do, but um, let, let's look at, at cold, hard data here. Drew Locke and Minshew have very comparable career games, 27 starts for me, or 27 games for Minshew, 24 for Drew Locke. As we said, Minshew's completed 63.2% of his passes. Drew Locke, 59.3% of his passes. Drew Locke, 6.7 yards per attempt. Minshew is 7. Drew Locke, 25 touchdowns in 24 games. Minshew, 41 in 27. Minshew, just the 12 picks in 27 games. Drew Locke, 20. So per game, Locke completes about 4% less of his passes. He throws for about 25 yards less. He throws one touchdown per game versus 1.5 touchdowns per game for Minshew. So whereas Minshew's getting you three passing touchdowns every two games, Drew Locke is getting you two. Drew Locke, 0.8 interceptions per game. So very close to one every game. Minshew, one roughly every three matches. In my opinion, there if you are actually trying to win games as the Seattle Seahawks in 2022, um, then you go and acquire a player like Gardner Minshew. Because what would he cost? A fifth round pick? A fourth round pick at highest, at most, that's absolutely max. Fourth round. The Eagles got him for a sixth. You're not getting up to, you know, up to a third. You might get a fourth, maybe, if a team was actually balls to the wall trying to win. But the Seahawks aren't. And that really shits me. That really does rub me the wrong way um, that they've basically said, here, fans, watch Geno Smith or Drew Locke for 17 games this year. That's, that's, a, that's a spit in the eye to me, to Seattle fans. When there's quarterbacks out there holding a clipboard on another roster that you could have gone and got with a mid to low round draft pick who would instantly have given you a better chance of winning. And it's not like if you put Minshew in that offense for Seattle, he would instantly be throwing to the best receiving core he's ever thrown to. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Like, it, it, the, the, the bottom line is Seattle is not trying to win. People say, oh, they've thrown a dart at Drew Locke. The, the dart they've thrown is probably more likely hoping that he's not too good. So they can go and acquire Bryce Young or CJ Stroud next year. I really, really do not think, I'm not saying the players won't be trying to win, all that sort of thing. The pieces that are there will try to win, but they haven't done all they could to create the most talented team they could in 2022. In my opinion, I don't, you know, maybe I'll be 
proved totally wrong. Maybe Drew Locke will go out there and throw 30 touchdowns and 12 interceptions and lead them to 9-8 and eight in a wild card spot. Um, but if you're asking me today whether the Seattle Seahawks would be better with Drew Locke or Gardner Minshew as their starter, it's Gardner Minshew every day of the freaking week. Um, they have easily, Philly, the best backup situation in the league, in my opinion. Um, I don't know too many teams who could turn and, and you know, go, hey, you, number two, come in and win games for us and expect that he would. You watch Minshew in the preseason, and I know it's preseason, but have a look at the way some starting quarterbacks play in the preseason. Minshew looks like a pro. He looks sharp, decisive, patient, goes through his progressions well, puts the ball where it needs to be. He had one really bad throw uh, in the game against the Browns, down in the red zone, near halftime. They decided to go for it on fourth down to try and force a score. He tried to force a throw. Should have been picked off um, and probably taken to the house. He wasn't. But I sort of think that's situational football where you're trying to force a score. The situation I would assume would be you're trailing in a game by more than a field goal. So, hey, we really need a touchdown. It's fourth down. You can't just check it down. This ball needs to go somewhere where we can try and score. He made a poor decision, but it was literally the only one he made uh, for the day. Apart from that, he made beautiful plays on time. This preseason, he's 22 of 29 for 223 yards, 7.7 yards per attempt. Hasn't thrown a touchdown himself, but he also hasn't turned the ball over with an interception. And I think that is what you would get out of a player like Minshew across the course of a season. As, as his career average suggests, about one and a half touchdowns, an interception, you know, on average every three games, 63% of his passes completed for 200 plus yards a game, seven yards per attempt, serviceable game management with the ability to occasionally bail you out with a really nice play on the move. And yeah, the Seattle Seahawks should have Gardner Minshew. Given what they could have given up for him, they would be in a better position. Um, but that's just my opinion. You may differ, and that's all right. That's the great thing about football. But kudos to the Philly Eagles, who uh, aren't afraid to stack talented quarterbacks on their roster. And kudos to Gardner Minshew for, A, being himself. I love the way he just embraces who he is. And, you know, B, for continuing to work. To me, he looks like a guy who's continuing to craft his performance. He's not just, you know, mucking around in preseason, making stupid plays, knowing that he's the backup. He is putting in the work to be the best player he can be. Um, and I wouldn't be worried if I was a Philadelphia Eagles fan if you had to turn to him in a pinch. Because I think there's a number of spots around the league where he could be a day one starter in 2022. All right, that's enough from me about the Minshewian candidates. Make sure you go back and listen to the NFC North preview with Minnesota Jack that we did. Make sure you go and listen to college players to watch in 2022 with John Vogel of NFL Draft Blitz. And make sure you go and tune in 
in the next couple of days. We'll have an NFC East preview with Minnesota Jack, and we'll have a fantasy special with Jeremy Popolars of FTN Fantasy. So listen to all of that. Go give us a five-star rating. Recommend us to a friend. Follow us on Twitter. Until next time, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the JBSE. You've been great. I've been reasonable. I'll catch you next time.